How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. We're studying Daftari Aleph, Daft 91 of Masechet Nedarim. Friends, friends, what can I tell you? Today we're wrapping up Masechet Nedarim, the last half of Masechet Nedarim. If I'm not mistaken, let's let's do it. All right, we're going to start in Daft Tzadi Amud Beis at the Mishnah Barishona. Initially, Hayomim they would say Shalosh Nashim Yotzos Vinotlos Ksube. There are three uh, women that they would leave the marriage and they would be able to collect their uh, marriage document, uh, how, uh, the, the payment of their marriage document. Ha'omer is tmeo oni l'cho. Example number one, if a wife says to her husband that uh, unfortunately she was she was raped um, and um, he's a koyin. So now a Koyin, you know, if 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 uh, he can't be married to an anusa, right? Unfortunately, if his wife gets raped, then they cannot remain together. So if she says to me ani so then so then they cannot remain married, and um, she can collect her ksuba. Excuse me, I think my glasses might be dirty. One second. Okay. Now example number two. Omeris. Oh no, I did that. Shamayim beni levenecho. Okay. If she says that the heavens are between us. And apparently the heavens are between us means that your sperm does not um, shoot out properly. Alright. Or if she says that um, she can't bear having relations with any Jew. Um, and the Ran says because it's painful for her. So in any of these three cases, so that she leaves the marriage and um, she re- collects her ksube. Chazulomar, but then... Uh, later on, they took that back and they said, that out of concern that um, the wife may have ulterior motives, that maybe she met another fellow and she's just looking for a way out of her current marriage. Um, and therefore, out of that concern, so then we said that she doesn't simply just leave and collect her ksube. If she's in fact, uh, you know, in the case where the husband is a koyin and she was raped and and uh, they can't remain together, she she would have to bring proof that it actually happened in order for her to be able to collect her ksube. If she says that his sperm uh, doesn't shoot out properly, so then so then um, so then um, uh, what was that again? Oh, alright. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Make some kind of, like a suda, some kind of feast, and like, I don't know what, like convince her to stay or something? And if she says that she's not interested in having beer with any of the uh, Jews, then he should be Mayfair, his portion in that, and they can remain together and they can continue to have beer. But um, she wouldn't be able to have beer with any other people. Um, okay. Says the Gemara. Um, okay. So if she says that she's Tamea. So we said that, you know, in the end of the mission, we said that um, that if she says that, you know, she was in, a, uh, in Anusa, so then we don't automatically believe her. But what about with regards to eating truma, right? If she says that she's an anusa and she can't remain together with her husband, so then, who's a kain, can she continue eating truma? 
So if Shesha says yes, she continues eating chuma because if she stops eating chuma, then the Yentis in the bungalow colony on Shabbos afternoon are going to start assuming that the reason why she's not eating chuma is because she, you know, she had a, uh, you know, she was raped, and then they're going to start saying all sorts of terrible things about the kids. Rava Omar says, Rava, Eino Ocheles, that, so Rava says, no, she does, wait, what? Right, exactly. So if Shesha says that she does eat chuma, because if she doesn't, then the Yentis are going to go to town. Rav Amar Eino Ocheles, whereas Rav says no, if she says that um, she's an Anusa, then she does not continue to eat Truma because because you know even if she's married to a Kayin and nothing happened, still it's not like uh, Kohanim eat a steady diet of Truma. <laughs> Kohanim also eat Chulin. If there's Truma, they eat Truma, but uh, you know Kohanim also eat Chulin. So therefore, Rav says the Yentis aren't going to notice, right? I mean, Yentis aren't going to notice. Yentis notice. But anyways, Rava says, look, at the end of the day, Kohanim also eat chulin. So like, just say to her, no, you can't eat chuma. And the fact that she's eating chulin, I mean, Kohanim also eat chulin. If there's chuma, they eat chuma. But, uh, you know, the fact that she's eating chulin doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you know, that she's an anusa. It might just mean that there's only chulin around. Omar Rava now says, Rava, umod Rav that Rav who says that she does eat the chuma, Rav would admit, however, Shemnis Armala, that if she got widowed, she'ena ochelis. So now normally a, a widow, if she has children, right? If a basi soul is married to a koyin, um, then she can eat chume. If they have children and the koyin dies, she can continue eating chume. But says Rava that Rav Sheshis would admit that in this case where she says that she's an anusa and then the husband dies, um, she would no longer eat uh, chume. Even if she has children, um, because the only reason why Rav Shesha says that she would continue eating chuma was just so that uh, the Yentis and the bungalow colony on Shabbos afternoon when they're eating their low-fat uh, mandel bread and Diet Coke and they're trying to find something to keep them busy for the afternoon so they won't... Um, right? So the whole point was that those people shouldn't be talking about her kids. But uh, now that she's a widow in Isaimla, in Iskarsha Amre, Hashta Desnisa will say, look, you know, this incident only happened after her husband had already died and, and there won't be any nafkaminas for the uh, kids. Vaiter. Amr of Papa says, Papa Baduklon Rav So Papa says that Rave, Rav Papa was a student of Rave. So Papa says that Rave, he, he would test us. He would test us to make sure that we were sharp, that we were on our toes. Aishas Koyin Shenensa. So the wife of a Koyin, who was a Nansa, she was raped, unfortunately. Yesh Laksube or Ein Laksube. So can she receive her Ksube? Or does she not receive Ksuba, right? So if you have an Aishas Koyin Shenensa, so then they cannot remain together. So she, right, they have to get divorced. So can she collect her Ksuba or not? Kevin, the Ones Lagabi Koyin, Kirotzen Lagabi Yisrael, Domi. Do we say, well, Ones by a Koyin is basically the equivalent of Rotzen by a, uh, by, by a Yisrael. What does that mean? Um, first of all, it's Onis. Onis is against two will. Rotzen is, is, vol- is voluntary. She had just a relationship with somebody else voluntarily. So, well, if you have a, a Bas Yisrael married to a Yisrael, right, so just Yisrael's, and she has a relationship with somebody else willingly, of course they cannot remain together anymore. And a, a Bas, and if, if she's married to a, a, a Koyin, so then even if it was against her will, they cannot remain together. So we see that basically um, in the context of Yisrael, where this relationship happened willingly, and in the context of a Koyin where it happened unwillingly, they're basically the same result in that they cannot, right, the, the couple cannot remain together.
So ain luxuba. So should we say that well, just like by Yisrael, where it was Biratzin, whereas by a Yisrael, if it was Anusa, if it was against her will, so then they can remain together. If it was against, if again, if it was against her will, then they can remain together by Yisrael. But if it was uh, willingly, then they cannot remain together. And we're saying that if it was willing by a Yisrael, she of course would not collect her ksuba, right? She willingly had a relationship with another fellow when she was married. So then they get divorced and she can't, uh, and she can't, uh, and she can't, uh, collect her ksuba. So do we say that Anusa by a coin is basically the, is, is similar to a Rotsin by a Yisrael in that in both cases they can't remain together and therefore ain't luxuba. And if we're just like Birotzin by Yisrael, of course she doesn't get her ksuba. So let's say that by Anusa by a coin also she does not get her ksuba. Odilma or perhaps Motsi Omerle, she could say to her husband who's a coin, what do you mean you're not going to give me your ksuba? I'm, 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 look, I, you know, I just got raped against my will, right? I'm here, you know, I'm I'm willing to stay with you, but Anu Hachazina, I could remain here. It's you, you're a calling. It's the fact that you're a calling that's preventing us from remaining together, from remaining together. I, I, I'm, I'm here, I'm willing to stay. It's because of you that I can't stay. So of course I deserve to receive my Ksuba Vaminonle. And if Papa says that we replied to Rava, so Rava said, so by Anusa Bas by Nanusa who's married to a Koyin. Does she get her Ksuba or not? So says of Papa, well, it's our Mishnah. Masnisani, it's our Mishnah. Ha'omeris t'meo oni l'cho. If she says that uh, you know, she was raped, yesh la Ksuba. She receives her Ksuba. B'mayaskinon. And what's the context in which we're talking about that if she says t'meo oni, she receives her Ksuba. Ilema be'eishas Yisrael. If you're going to say that it's talking about Eishe Sisrol. So I don't understand. If it was voluntary, obviously she doesn't have a Ksuba. And if it was involuntary, if it was against her will, so then then she's not forbidden to her husband if he's a Yisrael. So then what are we talking about collecting the Ksuba? They can remain married. So rather it must be talking about a woman who's married to a priest, to a coin. Now if it was voluntary, so obviously she wouldn't get a Ksuba. Why should it be any different than an Eishas Yisrael? Right? In Eishas Yisrael, if it was Beratzin, she doesn't receive the Ksuba. So, you know, no reason to be more lenient by a uh, coin. Obviously, if it was Beratzin, she would not receive a Ksuba. So, rather, it must be talking about where it's Beratzin, against her will, by a, um, a woman who's married to a coin. And we're saying that she receives her Ksuba, right? Right, we said it. She receives her Ksuba. Okay. Iboya Luhu, they asked a kasha. What's the kasha that they asked? Omulavilagirashtuni Mahu Bamparam Param. If uh, a woman says to her husband, husband guy, dude, man, fellow person, okay. Husband guy, dude, man, fellow person, um, you divorced me, dude. Mao, do we believe her? Right? She comes, she says, fellow guy, dude, man, you Divorced me. I'm divorced. Do we believe her? Alright. So Amruna says, we'll come in here. That if she says that uh, she was raped. That even according to the, right, the, the Mishnah had mentioned that initially she would be believed and initially she would receive her ksubeh. 
But then they were concerned that actually maybe she was involved in a relationship with some other fellow and she doesn't receive her ksuba. So even according to the Mishnah Achrona, where we say that she doesn't receive her ksuba by Tmei'ani Lecha, the Katani Lo Mehemna, Hosamu de Mishakra, de Yoda de Baila Lo Yodabo. So in that case, when we're talking about, um, you know, uh, uh, rape, or, you know, meaning, or at least the alleged claim of Anusa, right? And we're saying, well, you know, you're going to have to bring proof because maybe, maybe she's making it up, um, because she wants to be able to be married to somebody else. So in that case, according to the Mishnah Achrona, we don't believe her because how would the husband know? Right? Meaning, right? If we're talking about Onus, how would the husband know if it happened or not? And therefore, we have to be concerned that maybe she's lying. But um, if she's making the claim that, you know, she's looking him in the eye and she's saying, you divorced me, where obviously he knows whether or not that's true. So then we can believe her. She wouldn't be so brazen in front of her husband to say, you divorced me when they both know that it's untrue. But in the case of Anusa, you know, potentially she can get away with it. How is he supposed to know if it happened or not? So therefore we, we so, you know, the, so the Mishnah is minute to say that maybe we shouldn't trust her by the Anusa. But in the case of, um, but in the case of, um, if she makes the, the, the claim that, that, that uh, they're divorced, we can believe her because she wouldn't be so, you know, so, so, brazen so so audacious to make the claim that they're divorced when they both know that that's untrue so Amnuna says that we can believe her even in the ratio of the Mishnah where we say that she's believed when it comes to Ones that's because it's a very sensitive thing you know it's Right, for, for her to come and make the claim that she's, uh, that she's been raped, that she's Anusa, I mean, she's not gonna, that's not something to take lightly. Like, she's not gonna come and make that claim unless it really happened. She wouldn't, she wouldn't kind of open up that, 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 that sort of, uh, topic or, or, you know, get, get involved in that at all unless it was true and it's uncomfortable for her and therefore we can trust her. But in this case, where she's making a claim that she's divorced, maybe she met some other some other person. She wants to, you know, be married to that other person, and now she's just trying to get out of this one. So therefore, she's saying, "You've divorced me." So meiza meiza, she will. Um, maybe she will have the, you know, she will be willing to make the claim, even though it is untrue. Okay, so if Amnuna says that we can believe her because she wouldn't be so brazen to make that claim unless it really happened, Rava says that we cannot believe her because maybe she's just trying to get out of it. Fine. Most of Mishnah So at the in the ratio of our Mishnah, we had said that she makes the claim that uh, his sperm doesn't come out properly. So Tiyufta Derov, that would be a um, so that would be a kasha on rov hocha deleisla kisufa, because we're assuming right now that this is not embarrassing for her. Bikatoni dimehemna, meaning rov's whole thing was that we could um, rov's whole thing was that 
The only reason that we would believe her by ones is because it's uncomfortable for her. It's embarrassing. It's uncomfortable to, to come and say that, right, that she was raped. And therefore, if she's going to be saying it, then we can believe her. But we want to assume, at least for now, that Hashemayim Beni Levenecha is not uncomfortable, right? The Leisla Kisufa, that um, it's not embarrassing. And nonetheless, she's believed. Uh, so Rava says, no, actually it is embarrassing, right? Because she has to come and say, look, you know, and start talking about it. You know, how his uh, sperm comes out. So the, if it's not true, lo So she would not um, say it, right? So it actually is an uncomfortable topic. And that is why we can believe her. Okay. The Mishnah Achrona, just now in the safe of the Mishnah, when we said Hashemayim Beni Levenecho, that you know this claim about his sperm, that should be a kasha on Rav Amnuna, who said that it's about right that Rav Amnuna said that in the Mishnah Achrona, when it comes to Ones, we can't believe her because how does he know, right? Meaning he, the husband, doesn't necessarily know if it happened or not, and therefore she can get away with it. Yet, when it comes um, to over here, that when it comes to the sperm, I mean, he knows about it as well. And therefore, and still we're saying that she is not believed. So, here as well, well, look, you may know that they had uh, Bia, but you didn't necessarily know exactly how the uh, sperm comes out, and therefore, if she knows that he doesn't know exactly how the sperm comes out, so then um, maybe uh, she would lie as well. Okie dokie. Nice. Okay, how y'all enjoying the last half of Masech Um All right, so we want to know about Gerashtani. We saw a machlokas between uh, Rove and uh, Rav Amnuna. All right. Very, very, very nice. All right, let's go weiter. Now, hey, um, Itza, there was a woman. Okay. The Choyomad the Tashmish, that every, basically every night, well, whenever she would have beer with her husband, and so the next morning, Mikad Mamasha Yode Legavra. In the morning, the next morning, she would wash her husband's hands if they had beer the night before. So one day, she brings water to wash his hands. And he says to her, Why are you bringing water to wash my hands? We didn't have beer last night. She says to him, So she says, Oh, really? That's weird, because I definitely had beer last night. I wonder... I guess if it wasn't you, right? Maybe if it wasn't you, then maybe it was one of the aloe merchants who was around yesterday. Maybe it was them. Rav Nachman says we can't trust her. We're concerned that maybe she um, became interested in another man and therefore she's making this sort of clueless ploy to make it seem like, um, like, uh, like, um, like they can't remain together anymore. And, but in truth, uh, she's really just, uh, looking to be with another fellow.
There was a woman who was not feeling so good with, she was like kind of annoyed with her husband. Oh my law. And he said to her, Idna, Maishna. And he says to her, uh, I don't understand what's, what's wrong. Omrele, and she says to him, You never pained me. You never hurt me. Made me feel so uncomfortable when we were having beer like you did last night. Omrele, he says to her, What? Last night? We didn't have beer last night. Omrele, she says, Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. Well, then I guess maybe one of the uh, oil merchants who were here um, well, if it wasn't you, then okay, maybe it was one of them. So Nachman says the same thing that you know that um, she's just uh, looking to, but she's an Asia's coin, she's married to a coin, and she's just uh, looking for a way to get out of the uh, marriage. There's a certain fellow who was um, uh, secluded in a house, that he was secluded in a house with an Aishas Ish, with a married woman. And then the, uh, the husband came home, and then the, this fellow who was over, um, uh, secluded with this married woman, he sees that the husband came home, he's like, oops, so he just kind of went, and he... There was like a, some kind of a, a divider between the rooms, so he just kind of walked out of the room, but uh, within visibility of the husband, right? So he wasn't exactly trying to conceal himself that much. He's just like, oops, I, I better go. Um, Rava, it's Sasharia. Rava says, okay, we can assume that they weren't having bia because im isa da'avad isur akuse hava miracus. Because if he, you know, if they were having uh, bia, so then he would have done a better job, um, right? He, he would have done a better job. Uh, hiding over here he didn't you know he's just like oh I better go but he didn't exactly like you know go crazy and make sure that he wouldn't be seen so you can assume that they weren't actually having beer um, I mean they probably shouldn't have been secluded anyways but, uh, but you can assume that that she's permitted to remain with her husband if he's a coin how know if all legabi I insa there is a certain uh, fellow who came to a married woman also gavra solik noiv asif bechile bava so the husband came home and then this fellow went and he you know went on uh, the other side of like the curtain of the of the room he like kind of went outside the room tamon now there was some cress on the floor in the middle of the room that they were in and the husband's now in there and a snake had uh, tasted some of the cress, which means that they were now poisonous. And the husband was going to eat this cress that was poisonous. Below Daita, the insa, without his wife realizing, meaning if his wife realized that he was eating the cress, she would have told him, don't eat that, it's poisonous. But she didn't realize and he was going to eat it. So and this fellow who was over and now kind of hid Outside of the of of the, beyond the curtain, he said, "Lo minon, don't eat the cress, the ta'aminun chivya, because a snake had tasted them and they're poisonous and you'll die." Rava says that 
that you can uh, right her the you can assume that there was no re- sexual relations between this fellow and this woman because Misa because if there was an adulterous relationship the avad isura nicha le delecho velemos then the fellow would have right, if they were having an adulterous relationship then he probably would be very happy for the husband to eat this poison and die um, so therefore that they were being, you know, having these inappropriate relationships and they have blood in their hands. And therefore, if in fact they were having an adulterous relationship, then he would have been happy for the husband to eat this poison and die, and that would have been better for them. So therefore, Rava says that from the fact that he warned the husband, don't eat the cress, it means that Mimele, um, they didn't have an adulterous relationship since he saved the life of the husband. Pshita, isn't that obvious? Not necessarily. Maudetem, I would have thought, Isura Avad, that actually they did have an adulterous relationship. And the reason why um, this adulterer, you could argue that they did have an adulterous relationship, and the reason why the adulterer says to the husband, don't eat the poison, is he doesn't, so that the husband would be alive, so that for this adulterer, um, this wife would be for him, meaning if the hus- as long as the husband's alive, so then it's like a forbidden relationship and there's a certain rush to that, right? It would be maim gnuvim yimtaku, that stolen waters are sweet, belechim sesarim yinom, and the hidden breads are, are, are pleasant. So you may have thought that, I, I might psychologically say, say that actually they are having an adulterous relationship and the reason why the adulterer saved the life of the husband was Davka said he would remain alive and Davka said this would be a forbidden relationship which is kind of like I guess part of the interest rather than just for the husband to be dead and then they can just have the relationship normally that 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 would be less interesting for him so I may have thought to say that actually they are having an adulterous relationship Kamash Mulan that no punkt fakir, that the fact that he's saving the life of the husband means that they were not having an adulterous relationship and that the um, wife is permitted to her um, husband. Um, okay, friends, that was Daf Tzari Aleph of Mesech the Nedarim, and uh, with that we finish Mesech the Nedarim. Friends, what 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 do you think of Mesech the Nedarim? It was um, what do you think of Mesech the Nedarim? I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I mean, it was very technical, but like there's something to be said about really short pages. <laughs> so, all right, I'll see you tomorrow for Mesech the Nazir. Hajin Olach. Veilu Nadarim, Uslikala Masakhtanadarim, peace out.